So many of us are interested in bringing the spiritual together with the secular or just the mundane, the spaces where we live, the cities with which we have to deal with, the governments that rule over us or perhaps we rule with. Um, But one of the problems with trying to bring those two together or even um, as my guest will discuss blurring the divine between them is we aren't often quite clear on what the spiritual actually is and that's one of the things that we'd like to talk about today what what does it mean to be spiritual what sorts of things are spiritual because only once we figure that out can we actually figure out how that might be connected or interlaced with the secular Hey everybody, welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart-Robb, better known as Mike, and I'm here with James Catford. Say hello, James. Hi there, good to see you. I'll introduce him in a second, but just so you know, um, this is a longer conversation about Dallas Willard's The Divine Conspiracy, the so-called conspiracy conversations. And it is so long that you might get very tired at, uh, of looking at our faces and want to go over to the audio-only podcast. And that does exist if you look up the Sanctus Forum in wherever you uh, look for podcasts, wherever you listen. And you will find us and you'll find all of the past conversations that we've done. Today, we are doing one on... Well, it's in chapter three of this book, and I've forgotten the title, so I'll just have to look it up. All Things Visible and Invisible is uh, the title of it, and we'll be talking about what spiritual reality is. Now, before um, we get to that conversation, uh, Sanctus Forum is sponsored by the Sanctus Institute. The Sanctus Institute is interested in creating everyday spaces for theology and spiritual formation in Europe. Now, especially if you live in Europe, um, uh, an invitation to go over to sanctus.institute and sign up for our newsletter, which comes out almost monthly, really, when I have the opportunity to write it. While you're there, you can also look at a section called Friends. Um, Sanctus is a, a charity, a nonprofit, and we're um, held up by prayers and faithful givers. And for those faithful givers called friends, we would have, we have this year a book called Something to Say, a Comprehensive Bibliography of Dallas Willard. It, it is what it says on the tin. So it tells you all of the things that Dallas Willard wrote and spoke and everything that we have record of. And you can get a free copy of that if you live in America, the United States of America, and Europe. Fortunately, we still need to figure out how to get it to other places. But do check that out and learn how to be a friend of Sanctus. Um, But that's um, all the housekeeping that I had. James Catford, 
is my guest today, and uh, James is not only um, uh, increasingly old friend. He's been um, helpful for me because uh, James was once an editor um, here in London, where he's um, lived for quite a lot of his life. I don't think he's an original Londoner. You're not, are you? Nearby. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, and as an editor, he's helped me figure out how to put together things like this and talk with publishers. Um, he's gone on to work for the Bible Society, um, the British version of that. And after being the executive for them for nearly 10 years or something like that, over 10 years, he stepped into a role of being a leadership coach for a a lot of the Bible study societies around the world, as well as other groups that are in this intersection between uh, the spiritual and the secular, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, James is also the chair of SPCK, which is uh, a major um, publisher in uh, in the British market, and um, I guess you send things to America and Australia oh, yeah. as well, yeah. right? And uh, he is um, a great guest to talk about how to get. Um, this sounds really cheesy. But uh, how to get more spiritual? <laughs> that sounds ter- that's terrible. I shouldn't say that. Um, but bringing together the the spiritual and the uh, secular, and we have a very interesting section before us here, uh, James. Um, not an easy one, I think, um, unless you love doing philosophy of mind and philosophical anthropology, this could be a little difficult. Well, you may say that, and I think it's probably true. My interest really is in bringing it down to the practical every day. And you mentioned in your introduction the everyday. Yeah. Trying to bring all of this into the everyday. So you'll find in the conversation we have, I'll be steering us in that direction. You can go as high and philosophical as you want to go, but I'll be saying, let's go down to the realities. I mean, my journey um, has been to tread this line between the secular and spiritual, the Bible and the culture, Mm -hmm. um, faith and reality around us and whenever I'm but whenever I'm on one side of that line I kind of think oh I wish I was on the other side when I go to the other side so my career has been working for publishers in the secular space Uh in the vertical Uh commas um, and uh, in the political world the public um, square so I'm I'm really interested in does it work? Yeah. Does it work? Does it have? You see, often people talk about um, is our faith relevant, and that's a good word, but I'm really interested in credibility. Hmm. It's the credibility of what we talk about yeah. that I'm interested in, which is yeah. why the section we're going to explore we've got to take it down to where it hits people and where it's actually at in life. Yeah, yeah. 
And yet you are, you're also quite interested in, um, well, the practical for you isn't just um, life at home. Um, you're pretty close here, central London, to parliaments not far away, um, London being a major arts hub for mm. the world. Mm. It's all, all around you here. So these are some pretty, humanly speaking, elite right. circles that you're interested in seeing um, well, let let me ask you that. What 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 would you like to see from government and the arts or um, education? Right. Well, it's elite in the sense that these are you know there's probably people who are um, you know, stars and um, mm -hmm. powerful individuals. So yes, Parliament is just over here um, but broadcasting's here the media mm -hmm. is here the PBC is here there's a whole entertainment culture which is very where people are at mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. journalists it's not just highbrow journalism yeah. it's the you know streetwise it's the everyday you just heard a siren go by I mean this is the the culture mm -hmm. I'm in mm -hmm. um so we are trying to work in that you know, space because if yeah. if Christ is real, if Christ mm -hmm. w w works, he works here. It, this has to play out here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that we need to be careful. We don't just have a privatized faith. It's yeah. Jesus deep down in our heart. Yeah. True, but it's also a Jesus out there yeah. in culture. Yeah. influencing it yeah. and yeah. Um, we need to build the confidence of people that they can be a follower of Christ in the toughest environments mm -hmm. you know, in government in arts in entertainment in yeah. these different worlds and not go oh no they're too hostile mm -hmm. they're too frightening um, because they're not they're not and people mm -hmm. are searching um, you know, spiritually mm -hmm. in those um, you know, areas. Yeah, yeah. Mo most of us are, are on the, let's say, receiving side of government, um, arts. Um, we've, very few of us have worked in education. We're the ones who are educated right. and that. So um, there's, there's a sort of, um, concentration of power, mm -hmm. I suppose, mm -hmm. to these mm -hmm. areas. And most of us, you know, parliaments never asked me what I think about a particular public mm -hmm. policy or mm -hmm. a particular law. Mm -hmm. um, and yet I mm -hmm. am live under the laws of, mm -hmm. of governments all over the world. And well, for me, particularly in Germany. Uh, um, which are you more interested in seeing a, a how do we put this, a, a, a blurring of the divide between the spiritual and the secular? Yes, you picked up on that word, blurring. I, I, um, I'm trying to say that, I mean, uh, Richard Foster 
said once, um, he used his hands as an illustration. He said, as a young person, I was taught that you kept the spiritual away mm. from the world yeah. as much as you possibly could. That, you yeah. know, a God should be kept over here and the, the world is over here. So over here is retreat, it's study, it's withdrawal, it's silence, it's getting out of things. Mm -hmm. Over here is the dirty world of cash and spending and euros and so on. Um, it's music and film and all these things. And I mean, the really you know, spiritual people keep them as far as the, apart as they can. Mm -hmm. And then he said, and I remember as a young person, well, I was younger than I am now, he said to me as he, he said, now I realize that the truly spiritual people are the people who don't keep them as far apart, but can see how they integrate, mm. how they, mm. they, they critique each other, how that conversation happens mm. between the two. Mm. And that's what I meant by blurring. Yeah. I'm not saying they are the same, mm -hmm. but they live in the same you know, space, or they ought to. Okay. Okay, well let's try with the help of Dallas Willard, who may not have all the answers on this, um, try to figure out how those two can come together, be in conversation. Okay. Um, what do you pick up on and, you know, yeah, what do you pick up on as the most, as Dallas Willard's contribution to this uh, question of, of the spiritual? What, where do we find that in our world? Well, I think um, he makes the point, and anybody who's read the material or read him or even heard him speak, you don't have to listen to him a great deal before you come across him saying that everyone is um, spiritual. Mm -hmm. There's not a spiritual person and an unspiritual right. person. Right. And I, I, I'm always interested in the way people um, speak. Says, this isn't a very spiritual thing to say, mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or they're not a very spiritual person. You go, yeah. really? <laughs> really? Well, let's see about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think there's a whole issue around what does it mean to be um, spiritual. Mm. And I'm intrigued by a comment he has, which is that his definition of um, spiritual, which many people raise an eyebrow over, he says um, everything that's not physical is uh, uh, spiritual. Yeah. Now that that and, and immediately I get people saying, no, I don't think that's right. Hmm. I mean, I wonder what y you pick up as people yeah. say that. Yeah, um, that's pretty exclusive statement. So you might wonder whether some things like numbers. Mm -hmm. Our num numbers aren't physical, mm -hmm. but are they spiritual, mm -hmm. therefore? Mm -hmm. I think what maybe Dallas didn't say it as elegantly every time, but what he's getting at is one of the characteristics of spiritual is that it isn't physical. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that everything that's not physical is spiritual, 
but that one of the characteristics of being spiritual is mm -hmm. that it's not mm -hmm. physical. Mm -hmm. um, in his famous um, definition of spirit, spirit is unbodily personal power. Yep. That so that unbodily part is, he calls it in this, the, the negative. Um, yes. He says, when Fear we say negative. that it is personal, uh, when we say that it is the personal that is the spiritual, we mean negatively. Mm -hmm. That the spiritual is something not perceivable mm -hmm. by any one of the five senses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that as soon as you chisel something in stone, you take yeah. a piece of rock and you mm -hmm. start to carve it, yeah. you're adding something uh, spiritual into it because you're making some you know, yeah. choices, you're taking a view about it. Yeah. And um, um, you know, architecture, yeah. for example, which is a big public yeah. uh, statement, yeah. is saying something. And it's saying something about yeah. the way reality is yeah. and the whole um, uh, uh, spiritual world. Right. Oh, that's very, that's very fascinating because the, the laws of physics or of chemistry don't mm. create mm -hmm. the buildings that you mm -hmm. see in, mm -hmm. in a city like this. Mm -hmm. um, those are created by spiritual right. beings. Yeah. Now, there's an interpretation of what human beings are that says, well, we are just a bunch of molecules mm -hmm. crashing mm -hmm. into each other mm -hmm. and things hit my brain in certain ways and mm -hmm. therefore I think this is mm -hmm. the way that a building should be mm -hmm. created. And that's a very deep mm -hmm. story for mm -hmm. our society at the moment. Mm -hmm. Though it's starting to fade a little bit, I think. Maybe we can talk about the rise of spirituality um, in Western culture mm -hmm. and sort of secularism or materialism, this sort of idea that a human being is just only a bunch of molecules right. crashing together. Right. Starting to look a little old to some mm -hmm. younger generations, not quite like the life that they want or mm -hmm. one that they recognize in, in our world. Um, but, but you're absolutely right about um, when, we, when we take rocks and start to carve them or when we start to build them into, into buildings, um, mm. we're looking at, mm. at spiritual mm. reality or certainly things that reflect mm. Mm. back to mm. spiritual reality. I mean, give you an example in the architectural world, just an example, take the Barbican, which is a big complex built okay. in London. It's got a, um, a concert hall, a theatre, the library. It's got apartment blocks and everything else. It's, you know, concrete, um, built post-war. And what's so um, you know, striking about it is that it is introverted. The entrances into the complex mm -hmm. are small, nothing major about them. You just mm. flip in, but the whole architectural focus is is internal. It's on yeah. what's happening inside. It's yeah. building with shapes internally. Mm -hmm. You take a different architectural period or different architecture, then we could go many 
examples where the, the whole point was the entrances. Mm. They want the grandest, most public um, mm -hmm. statement mm -hmm. to look outwards and to yeah. draw people in. Now, those in some respects are talking about a spiritual reality. They're trying to, they're trying to express mm. a view. One is an introverted view, an internal view, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. one is an outward view, a public profile. Right. Now you can take pieces of architecture around the world, right. but it's quite interesting to look at a piece of architecture and say, what are they trying to say? Yep. What is coming back towards me on it? And yep. those are spiritual issues. Those are spiritual issues, exactly. Um, in, in preparation for this, this talk today, or the conversation, I've, I've dug up a, an old talk that Dallas did on can reason and spirituality be compatible? Mm -hmm. And then he has a lot to say about reason and knowledge. And basically he's asking, can we know spiritual things, spiritual mm -hmm. reality? Mm -hmm the knowing be the, being the reason mm -hmm. part, and then spirituality is what he's, he's uh, how he is explaining spirituality. And, and he comes down to give, and I wrote them down here because I couldn't remember them otherwise. He gives um, five areas that he counts as our main encounters with the spiritual. Um, and the first being, and really the most important, um, is self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So just being aware of who you are, mm -hmm. that you, and this is what he's doing in this book. I mean, this is, he's saying, you're right at the very beginning of the section. I keep losing my, hmm. my space here. But he says, uh, for me, the second paragraph, and for this we look again to personality yeah. as we find it in ourselves. So he's already done that in the previous section, looked at personality to figure out what's, how spirit relates to space, mm. and now he's mm. going to do it again. Mm. And what does he start talking about? He starts talking about us being non-physical. Mm -hmm. He starts talking about power that we have in the non-physical area, and he talks about thinking. Right. and valuing right. and then choosing which is will that's kind of the main thing he wants to talk about mm -hmm. in the very next section sure so an example of that would be my career was mainly around publishing biographies mm -hmm. um, um, autobiographies you know particularly so I had a string of biographies uh, these are recognized people um, sports personalities, entertainers, political thinkers, members of the royal family. And um, they usually were about people who'd had a tough experience, mm -hmm. um, been in jail, had a breakdown, did something awful, you know, and um, I'd go in and try to get the story out of them. Okay. And... Um, the reasons why people are interested in because they're interested in why, who are you? It's personality mm -hmm. to take this point. Yeah. We're fascinated yeah. by personality and character. Mm -hmm. um, and the question is, why is that? Well, because in the understanding here is that personality is a spirituality. Right. And so people are interested in that. They think they're interested in people mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. which they are, but they're interested in what's going on inside them, what's driving mm-hmm. them, what mm-hmm. is good and mm-hmm. true and honest. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're fascinated by. Yeah. So yeah. even that, mm-hmm. when you say I'm into, you know, biography, even that is a spiritual yeah. experience. Yeah. And, and another example of that, um, this is not my example, but Dallas Willard's um, novels, yeah. what we take to be a good novel. Um, the, the, the interesting parts right. um, are the spiritual right. parts. You can imagine a novel that was only told in terms of the physical, mm-hmm. of what was happening mm-hmm. physically in life. Mm be pretty boring mm-hmm. there might be some value to it but um, mm. I don't think anybody would certainly would not be right. a bestseller right right no I agree about that and and I also think um, I mean have you thought why do these true crime programs why are they so successful why people love to watch crime programs yeah. reconstructions of yeah. cl- crimes investigation of crimes murders terrible things happening to everyone because we're fascinated as to why why did you hmm. why were you up to that um yeah i, I, I mean people just are and um Mm. Um, they're driven by a spirituality mm-hmm. and there's always a moment if you watch any of these crime shows where there's a pause mm. something's happened or somebody's said something or some piece of evidence comes out and there's a pause mm-hmm. there's a they, they always you watch for it there's always a pause where the audience is invited to consider Hmm. where something almost transcendent um, it happens mm-hmm. in this. How could they possibly have done that to their, hmm. their child or their parents or hmm. their spouse or whoever it is? Hmm. And we're left there to hang. Yep. And that's a moment of spirituality yeah. in the sense where the, the depths of reality, and of course we always want the crime to be solved mm-hmm. or the person to be brought um, to justice, yeah, abstract, but yeah. invisible things are real, yeah. And whether you believe in God or you don't, we're fascinated and we're drawn into those invisible mm-hmm. things because mm-hmm. we want reality, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you mentioned you mentioned justice and um, issues of of morality are. Um, a huge part of, of human life yeah. and a huge part of um, what happens in, in government mm. is a question of mm. morality. What's, mm. what's the best way to mm. treat people? Mm-hmm. Um, is this law a moral law right. or is it not? And moral reality is a a spiritual reality. It's, mm-hmm. You can't account for it in terms of mm-hmm. the five senses or what you right. what you can um, discover through um, physical research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got a, a number. You've you've mentioned um, well. You you mentioned the arts to a degree. You mentioned you mentioned uh, architecture um, and. Um, 
couple other examples that this, these are Dallas's examples, the area of, of meaning. Meaning is not something that we can derive merely out of physical uh, mm-hmm. sources or mm-hmm. physical in terms of physical understanding. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, you mentioned belief in God, but just anything in the transcendent mm-hmm. area. And that's usually what people think of when we start to talk about spiritual. It right. means, okay, other beings or other things, not necessarily personal, but mm-hmm. not humans. Mm-hmm. And what is that like? How how is how is London doing with its interest in the religious aspects of spirituality? Is there interesting is to say that um, the number of ways to answer that. Um, I I would want to maintain that London, like any city, any society, is having a conversation all the time about uh, uh, spiritual things. Okay. Now that's how can that possibly be? And in one sense, of course, organised religion is pushed to the edges. Mm-hmm. The Bible and um, how scripture is pushed. To, to the edges. So mm-hmm. someone, uh, Eugene Peterson, said in one of um, the, the books, I want to bring the Bible back from the margins of society, of mm-hmm. contemporary culture, mm-hmm. where it's been so uh, rudely um, pushed mm-hmm. by its more glamorous competitors. It's quite mm. a nice way of putting it. Mm. And to establish it as the centerpiece of what is good and true. Um, now, I think that's right. There has been a pushing to the edges. But I also think that we need to have the eyes to see, as I've been giving examples on, of where it's showing up. Mm. So there's a conversation happening all the time about... Who's a good person? Who's got it made? Yeah. Who's honest? Yeah. How do you become a good person? Yeah. Now, it's not done in religious language, mm-hmm. but we have to go where the language is. But mm-hmm. the categories are there. Yeah. So a tabloid paper will say, that murder is evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's an interesting t- term for, for a society that doesn't claim to have you know so where are you getting that from (laughs) and those places of the conversation are what i'm interested in yeah um uh, um, i mean look at our comedy shows our satire our sl you know um all of that is people having a conversation about that's dishonest, that's wrong, he's a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. These are all places where that's happening. We just need to be able to hear the, the language mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. enter that. Um, um, I mean, and one obvious church example, religious example, was the funeral of Her Majesty the Queen, mm-hmm. which took place close to Not here. Not far from here, yeah. yeah. Um, and... Um, you know, I don't know whether it's true that half the world watched it. I don't know. The A lot funeral. of people watched it. A lot of people did. Yeah. And what is it they appreciated? Mm. 
there's a comic element of it. Mm-hmm. There's a absurd element of it. I'm mm-hmm. the first one to say how absurd it all is. Mm-hmm. But in the absurdity, there was something transcendent mm-hmm. going on. She was a good person. Mm-hmm. She was a public servant. Mm-hmm. She expressed permanence. Mm-hmm. You see, now there's a very interesting um, spiritual issue and of course a lot lot of people having watched some of the coverage is isn't it amazing that the Queen and the British were able to concoct in brackets an unreal sense of permanence meaning there is no real permanence nothing is sure we can't rely on anything but they managed to create a fiction Mm. around permanence whereas I'd want to turn it on its head and say no that was an expression of a deeper reality a Mm -hmm. deeper sense of consistency and permanence Mm. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever there is a rock beneath us there are the there is um, underneath of the everlasting um, um, you know, arms mm-hmm. um, in Christ, all things hold together. I mean, these are deeply rich spirituality, mm-hmm. and people go, "I love it in the Queen, isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. What a woman!" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's uh, coming out. I think. Yeah, that's um, the Queen's permanent stability. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's an expression of her will. Yeah. Really, that yeah. wasn't just a function of, and she could have been. Yeah, and we've certainly seen that for royal families, yeah, just really have. volatile sort of personality. Um, she, something else came out of her, right? And and that's what um, captures our attention. Hmm. You know, when a, if a mountain stays in the same place for a long time, hmm. there's there's a guess a beauty to that um but to see a human being sort of remain stable permanent yeah um yeah well this whole conversation is played out and i think that art Mm -hmm. is probably where it's most you know obvious now people say no surely the world of the arts and the media and entertainment and so on there isn't much Mm-hmm. faith in mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. well actually there's quite a lot and yeah. a lot of the the, um, the the most obvious places I mean we see a lot of plays here because we live so close to this and I mean you know it is very difficult to find a play especially the more kind of creative ones that aren't probing and pressing on mm-hmm. the sort of issues we're talking mm-hmm. about here um, all the issues are coming up you know what is love who am I where do I come from where are we going what's going to happen after death what is true what is what can we hold up to I mean all these th- things are being explored hmm. so in one sense art leads if you want yeah. to see where the culture's going where the conversation that's happening all the time is yeah. going yeah. it'll show up first in arts yeah. because they're experimenting they're probing um, we did a, a series of 
of how much is Jesus Christ coming up in the media, arts, politics, education. Mm -hmm. Art was where it came up more, yeah. references, explicit mm -hmm. references yeah. to him. Yeah. So I think we just need to be aware of that. And um, are you sh now? Is that true that the arts are always leading? Um, there's another interpretation of art and how art functions in human history is that it comes out of a context of an of an intellectual mm -hmm. context, mm -hmm. and and so you can sort of look at. Um, you can look at art through history, or you can look at art around the world, and you can see the connections between what leading artists are mm -hmm. doing, or those who are, mm -hmm. um, the, the art that sort of is connected with the culture most significantly. And you can see a connection between that and what that culture is mm -hmm thinking, what mm. they take to be mm. of value, mm -hmm. what they take to be of... Dallas has, a, has an interesting um, uh, take on this at the beginning of The Divine Conspiracy where he talks about how pop art is inevitably an expression of the 20th century mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the 20th century lack of meaning mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. the the... I guess the interest in absurdity, really, because the absurd is all that mm -hmm. they that we seem to be left with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I'm well, it expresses and leads. I mean, okay. it's, it's both it's both rehearsing back to us, but 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 I mean, the best art in music mm -hmm. or in paintings or um, well, sculpture or dance i mean they're all probing because yeah. unless it's in, unless it's probing and, yeah. and exploring and asking questions yeah. then it's just commercial in the sense of it's more of the same sure sure yeah i i mean that the prophetic role of art is certainly a feature of our of our day mm. Um, this sort of standing on the margins mm. and raising questions, calling attention to things that the general public isn't interested in. Mm -hmm. um, I do wonder if that's been a feature of art. I mean, all, all good art really does stand out in mm. some way. It's mm. not something that really has to call attention to itself. Mm. However, is the prophetic role that a lot of our artists mm -hmm. find themselves in like like punk rock music mm -hmm. is is yeah, is absolutely. sort of calling attention of to course. things um but is that has that been a standard feature of art for all of in all of its manifestations or is there something about our age that pushes artists to sort of Constantly question what's happening. Mm, mm. I think it, I think that's what art is doing. Okay. I mean, I mean, obviously you've got the, the the commercial. It looks like this. It sounds like this. This new pop band is just really an impersonation of another pop band. Mm -hmm. So you'll get somebody yeah. who's leading, 
um, in an era who's asking the, the really critical questions and are giving expression to the questions that others have. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get a string of copycats. Sure. But we all know who the, the, the real one is. Yeah. I mean, we, we might enjoy the other ones, but, mm -hmm. but we know they led. Yeah. They were asking. Yeah. Um, and, and eventually the, the next comes and say, well, I'm going to take on those. I'm going to ask questions of that mm -hmm. and move things on. Yeah. So, so it's a dialogue is going on. Yeah. You know, constantly take any art form, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd say, in churches that want to say, you know, we find it really hard to talk about politics, you know, because mm -hmm. it's so toxic and mm -hmm. so difficult. Mm -hmm. And I, well, I understand that, and I'm interested. I'm very interested in what's happening in the, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, political public square. Mm -hmm. But you could start the church could speak into some of these areas if they just pulled back a bit from that and started talking in the arts space. Hmm. Because you can often say things a bit more easily, you know, tell the truth but tell it slant mm -hmm. is the expression. Um, you know, come at it from mm -hmm. a, a different angle. Don't yeah. go at it flat on. Sure. So we can probe and, uh, yeah. and participate in that yeah. way. That is something true about our world, that the arts are one of the few areas. I'm trying to think of another one. <laughs> that whose authority or voice isn't immediately questioned. Mm -hmm. People, and I think that's not just a function of the artist always trying to tell its slant as mm -hmm. you um, say sort of not hitting things dead on but sort of going at it in a roundabout way um, there's something about our society that's I mean university professors are sort of we're skeptical of them, we're skeptical of doctors, we're skeptical mm -hmm. of lawyers, we're skeptical of politicians, mm -hmm. we're skeptical of, of parents, um, we're skeptical of, of, of all authority figures. Mm -hmm. um, however, uh, artists have quite mm -hmm. a bit of free mm -hmm. reign mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. impress upon. I mean, you, you see that if you're, in, if you're parenting children um, or young adults, you realize they really do listen to the artists that they have surrounded themselves with. Whether they listen to the other authority figures right, right. Um, is right. not necessarily the case. Right. I mean, the question is, is it an authority or not? Is the art an authority anyway? I mean, the point yeah. often is, is that the art is expressing what people have. It mm -hmm. speaks for them. Yeah. and And... I mean, I, I mean, obviously there is exclusive art where you have to pay a heavy price to see it. Sure. But in pop music or cultural music, it's a democratic art form. Sure. And if you listen to the lyrics of the rap and the street and the garage and everything else, you'll see they are expressing incredible deep hunger, incredible mm. spiritual yeah. longing and hopes. I yeah, mean, yeah. this book we're talking about, um, the Huxley quote, Aldous um, Huxley. 
yeah. where where he says most men and women lead lives at the worst so painful, the best monotonous, poor and limited that the urge is to escape, the longing to transcend themselves, if only for a few moments. Hmm. Now that's not just drugs, which of course is often seen as the yeah. an escapist, but dance music and party and yeah. there's a whole sense of, it's not a, I mean, they're looking for the right things mm -hmm. in the wrong places. Or, mm -hmm. or, or, I mean, sometimes looking for the right things in the right places. Yeah. Um, um, but, but, but certainly, um, this all speaks to there must be more. There must be more. Yeah, yeah. There must be more. Life, what was it in Train Spotting? He says, um, um, life isn't supposed to be as good as this. Yeah. Because he has a world view which says it's all, I won't use yeah. the expletive, and he's yeah. saying the problem is sometimes it's really good, yeah. but I don't have a world view <laughs> that can handle it. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a, a lot to talk about there. I, I guess I'm... So we're still, we're still talking about what is spiritual, and we're talking about... Um, human beings as spiritual beings and as deeply interested in spiritual topics and that just being a part of everyday life from and we're talking specifically about how it's a part of uh, the media and the arts that we are a part of whether that's um, high art or low art or mm -hmm. middle art mm -hmm. or whatever yeah um, what I'm what I'm wondering is um, Dallas has a section here. This is from, for me on page 82 and 83. Um, the human quandary is um, a lot of it. But right before then, the paragraph before that section, he says, um, he's talking about regeneration or really the Christian hope for um, human life, which is that we, we integrate our life into the spiritual world of God. And therefore, our life increasingly takes on the substance of the eternal. And he says, we are destined for a time when our life will be entirely sustained from spiritual realities mm -hmm. and no longer dependent in any way upon the physical. Mm -hmm. And now he's starting, you know, he's starting to think about, you know, future long after we're, we're gone. But this, this phrase, we are destined for a time, we really mm -hmm. cast this huge vision of what mm -hmm. human life is. Mm -hmm. um, about the meaning mm -hmm. in our life. And then he says in the next section, of course, that destiny flatly contradicts the usual human outlook yeah. or what everyone, everyone knows to, to be the case. case. Yeah. And yeah. what that human outlook is, is basically meaninglessness, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The idea is all of this, mm -hmm. There's, it's not going anywhere. Right. There's no mm. glorious future for mm -hmm. humanity mm -hmm. not even a select few mm -hmm. are going to be a part of it it's just now i i i'm sure you see this as well but when i look at you know, i i watch a lot of films and and often the the best films the ones that have the best actors the best creators behind mm -hmm. them directors mm -hmm. writers and that are so despairing. Mm -hmm. Mm 
They're so despairing. Mm-hmm. And there's no, they just end with a big question mark. Yeah. And I interpret that as these filmmakers are um, expressing their um, deepest understandings mm-hmm. about, about human life. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's, it's meaningless. Yeah. Will have horrendous suffering. Yeah. It does not amount to anything mm-hmm. other than just more and more pain and misery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's an honesty there, and yeah. that's why you're drawn to them because they're being honest. They're yeah. doing it very well, but they're very mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. And there's 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 an integrity mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. in the film, and that's what I think appeals as well. It's there's an yeah. integrity. You see. Um, uh, th- th- they, they, um, there needs to be a conversation mm. around that. You know, th- thank you for being, um, you know, honest yeah. around it, and we yeah. should applaud it. It's, it, it's often that it's not because of a low ethic; mm. it's a high ethic mm-hmm. that, that that people say, "I, there is no alternative. I'm being honest about this." Right. Right. Um, and. Honesty is an important human mm-hmm. characteristic. It is a good human characteristic. Um, I mean, uh, an artist who is a perpetual liar mm-hmm. would not... Well, we wouldn't consider them a very good artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I think there are some of, mm-hmm. some of those around. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, but you can be honest and wrong about mm. life mm. for <laughs> sure <laughs> right? for sure um, and that's that's an interesting thing here with what what Dallas is is saying about meaning in human history mm. is there mm. a glorious future for mm. humanity mm. that we can rely on um, or are some of the loudest and best artists of our world right and that there isn't one that's exactly right that's the debate that's, that's, that's the, the debate, debate. Yeah. and that's what yeah. we need to be entering into yeah and saying and we what we need to be doing is we need to be engaging with film mm-hmm. or art on its own terms yeah now this is really important often mm-hmm. Um, the pressure and I understand why it comes an evangelist will say yeah I've watched a series of films that you know I said oh well done that's really good to hear you've done that yeah and I've just used the best clips that support my evangelistic talk okay and I'm going I'm not sure about that Hmm. actually I think we'd want to be saying that's not really taking the conversation seriously. Yeah. Saying yeah. you are, I can plunder your film because you say in very clever ways something I yeah. want to yeah. say. Yeah. I think what we've got to do with art, hmm. film, or anything else is is engage with it on its own terms. Hmm. If you don't believe that there's any spiritual reality beyond. Um, let's engage with that as it really is rather than try and exploit hmm. a film to feed 
what we are after. Yeah. So okay, you you've you've uh, as an editor, you sort of coach writers, or you certainly tell them to you know don't write that. That's that's crap. Um, or whatever. Uh, so you've been in that that role as well, um, and and you're um, you're in the conversation with culture and the arts and that. Um, how can we, as people who, you know, so we we've we've taken Dallas Willard's advice, Jesus's advice. We've tried to integrate our spiritual being with. Mm-hmm. God's spiritual being, and we we want to let you know every aspect of our lives become connected with the spirituality, the spirit of God. And now we're going to step into the public square. We're going to step into the world of arts. We're going to write. We're going to create film. Um, other filmmakers are creating these kinds of films and or other writers are writing these kinds of books. So how can, what are some practical ways in which we can um, enter into that conversation Mm -hmm. in a, forget the exact term that you used, um, in a meeting it on its own terms, mm. Um, mm. unlike the evangelist who's yeah. pulling out just sort of clips from it. Right. So what are some ways that we can that we can do that? Well, I think we do need to listen okay. and learn and try to understand the world from their point of view. How, mm. do, how are they seeing the world? Why would you come out with a movie or a song or a piece of art? Where would that come from? Mm. You know, talk to me. Mm-hmm. about all that um, and then you can start to probe and challenge as Dallas was very strong on was well is that right is there a transcendence when don't you recognize that there's a, mm. sp- a spirituality in mm. there mm. Um, you know atheists we did a s- survey of um, um, atheists um, a while back a quarter of atheists have prayed mm-hmm. and you go really that's interesting talk to me about that you know why is that yeah what was going on there yeah um, so I want to be having a dialogue yeah. With, yeah. with people um, and a lot of this revolves around admissible evidence and inadmissible evidence mm-hmm. I mean you know you you a child, a small child, instinctively, intuitively believes in God. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well, we can't accept that because they're only a child. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we have to say, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Um, or a popular writer talks about a humanist experience they had. There's a book called Eat. Pray, love, mm-hmm. huge bestseller, and she has a transcendent experience at an ashram mm-hmm. um, in India. It's the most beautifully expressed. Something happened. Okay. Now we might, might want to say there's more that could happen, and it doesn't mention Christ yeah. in that. But 
something happened. Mm -hmm. And I think we want to validate people's spiritual experiences. Because people are having them a lot. It's just that they're not in terms or expressions that we want. Now, we often feel, well, I can't accept that because Mm -hmm. you didn't do the four spiritual doors or it didn't happen in a church. Okay. It, you know, under my authority, mm-hmm. I want to be saying mm, that something's happening in your life. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Now let's. T- now perhaps you're looking for this and mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. and getting mm-hmm. that conversation around what is mm-hmm. real. Um, invisible things are real, and they'll change you. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're so afraid of having that conversation. Yeah about spirituality that we will then reduce the gospel of Christ down to something that we can control. I can decide what it is and I can say who's going to have it. Yeah. But people are walking into the kingdom um, not on our terms, not in our yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Jesus... <laughs> Wherever you draw the line, Jesus is always on the other side of the line. It's annoying, it's frustrating, I wish he wouldn't do it, but he does. So they're meeting Christ. I'm not saying all these are spiritual Mm -hmm. experiences are meeting Christ, but they're they're expressing a longing. And I think we want to journey with people and, and help them into this spirituality yeah all right let me let me ask perhaps the same question but in a little bit more crass way um isn't going to hell a spiritual experience yeah so how would you watch somebody have the experience spiritual experience of going to hell it's the crass part but and um, perhaps, you know, you're listening, this is what we just said, you know, watching, and you're, you're a part of that um, conversation um, in dialogue with them. Um, but how can we then... Um, turn the corner or say, well, would you be interested in something else? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You would want to say that. Yeah. And you'd hope that um, your own life, they're saying, I want to be like you. And that Mm. they're asking you that question. Yeah. So it is a a conversation around these basic ideas. What is real? Who's a good person? Who's got it? Yeah. How do I become a good person? person. Yeah. All those issues are what people yeah. are interested in. Now, yeah. if you're moving into a personal one-on-one diet you know, with a friend mm-hmm. um, or somebody you're getting to know, yeah, challenge does come in that they're challenging you you can challenge them and we don't want to if we love them we'll want them to move into that place of reality so I I, I'm not suggesting we say it doesn't matter Mm. I'm not saying everybody's going to get 
to heaven in the end anyway, so don't worry about it. Yeah. But Jesus is trying to get as many people into heaven. Yeah. Not trying to keep as many people out. Right. Right. So I think that ought to be our emphasis yeah. here. Yeah. We're trying yeah. to get people, many people in. Yeah. I think one of the things that sometimes is a little dated um, about this book is that Dallas is writing in a situation where there's a it's a kind of rampant secularism. So the twentieth century, um, especially in Western culture, is just so uninterested in anything that smells spiritual. And he's trying to sort of say, well, mm-hmm. you're you're throwing away all this really great stuff, mm-hmm. which you actually have a great interest in, mm-hmm. um, so let's let's back up and sort of rethink the issues a little bit. I think in our day, um, people might take that point and say, you know, I understand there, there's there's sort of very important spiritual conversations going on. We're interested in spirituality, and therefore Dallas's. Um, it, the, the, the section here reads a little like where we left the physical mm-hmm. right it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it seems like it's not he's so interested in clarifying what the spiritual is for mm-hmm. us um, but um, what do you think Where's how, how would you help Dallas re-say something like this right. today well I I think it still um stacks up i mean i think he he pulls his punches actually because mm-hmm. um uh, um you, you know people will say to me you know well of course i don't believe in you know in god and i don't really have this but and i and i sort of go really really because you know people are more spiritual nowadays mm-hmm. more spiritual more explicitly mm-hmm. spiritual mm-hmm whether it's about climate change or the, the, the endless programs on the world, the natural world, the life in the, the Arctic, you know, all these sort of programs, these wonderful programs on animals. So, I mean, they are speaking to a depth of something beyond, something more meaningful. These animals are meaningful because there's something more meaningful. So I kind of come back and say, you're not secular, are you? That's so last year. <laughs> you know, come on, things have moved on from that yeah, secularism. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, you know, um, spiritual. Mm-hmm. What sort of spiritual is what is often yeah, the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I want to affirm yeah. that whilst not denying the physical mm-hmm. because um, and I think what I think is important to emphasize that he's not saying we must repress the physical he's not saying that's an interruption that's an impediment that's mm. a hurdle um, he's saying that it's through the physical that we find yeah. the spiritual yeah you know art is oil on canvas right it's sound on right cellular. i mean right. it's you know it, it, it is a, f- a physical thing yeah. it's an audible yeah and 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 
he talks elsewhere about how God comes to us through the physical. Yep. And we express who we are through the yeah. physical. Yeah. It's hardly surprising because he created all of this. Yeah. So he's a physical, he's interested in the he's interested physical. In physical. Yeah. And um, because it mediates the spirituality of God and the spirituality of us, we couldn't encounter him directly or it takes a lot of you know moving towards mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. so the the a physical world mm-hmm. is a mediation of god to us yeah, yeah. and of us to him and to others yeah, yeah. through music through art through the physical so mm-hmm. it's visceral it's it's earthy it's a tactile He's not denying those. Mm. There's a chapter in a book that he wrote, the body, our primary ally in Christ-likeness. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I thought the body was supposed to be a problem yeah. to be overcome. And he's yeah, saying, yeah. your body is an ally. Well, it's yeah. a physical thing. Yeah. So, so let's understand the nature of the spirit and the nature of the yeah. physical. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... Um I think one thing, if you want to understand something, you have to sort of isolate it, mm-hmm. right? And so if you want to understand what spiritual is, you have to isolate it from all the other things, you know, mm-hmm. okay, it doesn't have to, anything to do with that, or it doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with that. But that doesn't mean that you're taking all that other stuff mm-hmm. and throwing it away. Mm-hmm. Um, it just means you're trying to figure out what that one thing is that right. you are right trying to understand and what it's not it's the via negative it's the it's it it sometimes helps to look at this by looking at what it's not right looking at what it's not yeah um and and one of the things that this book um i think for me always um was very helpful in in bringing the bringing the Christian life into the world that I lived and inhabited mm-hmm. um, instead of sort of my work with Jesus or the church being about sort of thinking about some biblical world that really is very, very different from my own. Um, Karl Barth has this phrase the strange new world of the Bible Mm. and that can be interpreted as we sort of leave reality as we know it to just explore Mm. these wonderful things in the Bible that don't have anything to do with where we actually live right Right. And and the the realism of Dallas Willard to sort of say, well, when the Bible talks about this or that, it's talking about that in your world. <laughs> it is. That's right. That's right. And and the Bible was intended for our world. Yeah. It wasn't r- written for them in the sense. Of course, it was. But it. But but when God superintended the mm-hmm. formation of the scriptures, mm-hmm. which is a whole um, story in itself, how that happened. Yeah. Um, he, he, he had us in mind. Our, yeah. our, your age group, my age group, <laughs> the, the audience age group. Right. You know, 
it's supposed to play out, but we need yeah. to wrestle with it, ask difficult questions of it, dialogue with each other over it. Yeah. Even the secular world might have something to help us with it on. Yeah. So, so let's you know handle that. Um, so there's a thought. James, I think we can keep talking about this for a long time. Um, and I'm afraid that's not going to work. <laughs> uh, thank you for inviting me here into your home in Pleasure. London. Um, and um, I look forward to our next conversation on, on these topics. Many thanks. And thank you to you for making it all the way to the end of this podcast and conversation. If you want more of these conversations, they are all on our YouTube channel or on our podcast. You just have to look around. They all have the same thumbnail. Um, do look out for this book. This is a way to help us stay in business as well as to help other people um, creating everyday spaces for theology and spiritual formation in Europe. And there's that... Uh, newsletter that you can sign up for and if you actually are still listening right now you can actually like this video um, you can't usually like a podcast but you can write a very nice review uh, of, of a podcast and that helps us as well all right until next time bye that's a wrap yeah circled around on topics and came back to them, hit them backwards and forwards and well hopefully you didn't get to read your oh no your, no your no, poem, your no. song. That's okay. <laughs>